Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's sermon is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the image of Jesus as a good shepherd captures the Christian imagination like no other. Even people who have always lived in the city, who've never encountered a living, breathing shepherd, much less a sheep, find themselves drawn to this imagery. We hang pictures of Jesus with sheep in Sunday school classrooms. We sing the king of love my shepherd is, and I am Jesus' little lamb with childlike faith. Many people have Psalm 23 memorized and expect it to be read at their funeral. In fact, that seems to be the place where most people expect to hear Psalm 23, is in the hospital or at a funeral. It seems that far too often we think of Psalm 23 as a funeral psalm. But today, though, I hope to change your mind on that. I hope by the time this sermon is over that you'll see Psalm 23 as a psalm of life a psalm that applies to your day-to-day -day life in Christ. So we're going to go through this familiar psalm and show how it applies to our lives as we live in Christ. The psalm begins, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Now sometimes this gets mistaken when we, say, we hear the word, I shall not want. That doesn't mean we're going to have everything that we've ever dreamed of. We talked about that this morning in Bible study. As we talked about the abundant life that, that Jesus promises us is not a life that's filled with all of our worldly dreams and desires. The Christian life is not one that's free from pain and struggle. But the truth is that life in Christ and the eternal life that he gives us is a treasure that's beyond compare. There's a, a quote from the church father Chrysostom who said, this is great wealth. This is treasure. If we have the fear of God, we want nothing. If we have not this, though we have royalty itself, we are the poorest of men. Point being that if we have Christ, we have everything that we need. Far more than any treasure that this world can offer. We live as sheep of the good shepherd. Martin Luther wrote, A sheep must live entirely by its shepherd's help, protection, and care. As soon as it loses him, it's surrounded by all kinds of dangers and must perish, for it is quite unable to help itself, nor find the right way, nor protect itself against any kind of danger or misfortune. We need our good shepherd. In fact, in next week's gospel text from John 15, we hear that apart from Christ, we can do nothing. 
psalm goes on to say, he leads me beside still waters. Now, whenever we hear that, our thought should immediately go to baptism. Luther famously said that whenever you see water, remember your baptism. And so what a blessing it is that we had a baptism today to rejoice in our baptism and to also rejoice for Gabriel. Derek and Dawn, you know, of all the great things that you have done and will continue to do for Gabriel, today is the highlight. Today is, is the best thing as you put Gabriel in the hands of his good shepherd. And to rejoice that, that that good shepherd will take care of Gabriel just as he takes care of each and every one of us as his beloved sheep. Through baptism, we're connected to Christ. We heard that earlier in the baptismal service from Romans 6, that in baptism, we're connected to Christ in his death and in his resurrection. And knowing that, we can face everything that this world throws at us with confidence. And boldly sing those words that we sang earlier, I am baptized into Christ. That means everything for us. That's why this day is such a joy uh, for Gabriel and his family, but a joy for us too to remember our baptism and those wonderful promises that God gives us in our baptism. David goes on to say, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And that's where we see the work of the Holy Spirit who is given to us in baptism continue on throughout our life. The Holy Spirit continues to work through the means of grace, word and sacrament, to lead us in Christ, to strengthen our faith, to deliver to us the, the gifts of forgiveness, life and salvation, to lead us in those paths of righteousness to keep us from straying away to the things of this world, the things that would seek to kill and devour us, and to lead us in those paths of righteousness where we know we are taken care of by our good shepherd. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That is a, probably part of the, the psalm that is most familiar to people. And one thing that uh, recently was brought to my mind here uh, is that the reason there's a shadow is that there's the presence of light. Jesus is the light. He is the light of the world. He is always with us, even in the valley of the shadow of death, even through death itself, the light of the world is with us. And because of that, we as God's people, we don't fear death. Why is that? It's because we have already died. Again, that goes back to our baptism and those, those promises that God gives us in Romans 6. We're connected to Christ in his death and in his resurrection. We've already died. We've already died, and now we live forever through Christ, through what Christ has done for us with his perfect life, his sacrificial death for our sin, and his victorious resurrection, which overcame sin, death, and the devil. And it's given to you. What a wonderful blessing that is. You know, we have uh, that good shepherd, as we heard in John 10, who lays down his life for the sheep. 
Not only does he lay down his life for the sheep, but he also says that he has the authority to take it up again, to rise again to new and eternal life. And that's ours. That new and eternal life is our inheritance in Christ, and we have that right now. In Christ, we are eternal And that changes the way that we live our lives and and the way that we face life in this world. David goes on here in Psalm 23 saying, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Now here when you think of this verse, our attention should go right to the Lord's Supper, where the holy table of our Lord's very body and blood is, is, is given to us, is given to us to give us forgiveness, to strengthen our faith. And again, the, what a treasure that is for us. It's something that we absolutely need. And a blessing that in the midst of this crazy, mixed up, sin-filled world, that we're given this amazing gift of the Lord's Supper, where he feeds us with himself, with his body and blood for us, for our forgiveness, and to give us that new and eternal life that's found only in Christ. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, the Hebrew in Psalm 23, uh, if you look at the Hebrew, the goodness and mercy of God do not follow us all the days of our life. They don't follow us like a a good little puppy following behind. The Hebrew that's used there in in uh, in that verse in Psalm 23 is radaf. And Hebrew scholar Chad Bird writes that radaf means to chase after. It's like uh, Abram in armed pursuit of his enemies in Genesis 14, or Pharaoh hounding Israel even into the sea in Exodus 14, or Barak breathing down Sisera's neck in Judges 4. Chad Bird goes on to say, when you redoff someone, you don't lollygag behind them at a safe distance. You do hard and heavy until you reach them or die trying. Obstacles don't matter. No effort is too great. Radoff is a verb that packs a punch. It's full of energy, sweat, and an unswerving commitment to reach your goal. And certainly that gives us a different perspective of God's goodness and mercy in our day-to-day lives. What a joy and comfort it is to know that Jesus seeks us. He pursues us. He chases us down to give us grace and mercy. As Chad Bird says, the goodness and mercy of Jesus Christ redoff us all the way to heaven's gate and into the arms of our waiting and smiling heavenly Father. So brothers and sisters in Christ, I hope you see that these familiar words of Psalm 23 are not just something to have read at your funeral. They apply to each and every day of your life in Christ. Because remember, there are no maybes in Psalm 23. There are no conditional statements, only promises. What the good shepherd has done, what he continues to do, and what he will do for you. And that's your confidence. That's your confidence every single day. Confidence that's not found in yourself, but in Christ. 
in his word and what he has done with his life, death, and resurrection for you. And so hear his voice. Follow where he leads. You have a good shepherd, and you are his lamb, today and forever. Amen.